This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a former background investigator is fined heavily for lying about some of her investigations. HHS says it's primed to take over Operation Warp Speed, but GAO has concerns. And a local environmental group is hoping NASA will just transfer some of its land to another agency rather than sell it. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White, a former security clearance background investigator, faces criminal penalties for lying during the course of her job. A federal court in Washington, D.C. sentenced Michelle Layton to three years of probation, plus more than $100,000 in restitution. Prosecutors say that's how much it will cost the government to reinvestigate some of the cases Layton helped decide. She pled guilty last November to falsifying interviews with people she never spoke to. Military bases are starting to become more restrictive regarding traveling again. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni reports. About 10% of military bases have reinstated travel restrictions for troops since the Omicron variant took hold. That means troops are limited on where they can go on leave and how they can move to new orders. A majority of military bases around the world still remain limitation-free. A little more than 80% of installations do not have restrictions. Military installations base their restrictions on the threat of COVID to the community and the capacity of service in local hospitals. Scott Masioni, Federal News Network. Defense and intelligence agencies have 180 days to make sure they're using multi-factor authentication on their classified systems. That's just one requirement under a new directive signed by President Biden this week. It aims to make sure defense and intel agencies are following requirements set out in last year's cybersecurity executive order. Those agencies are also now required to report cyber incidents to the National Security Agency, and it gives the NSA the power to issue binding operational directives to owners of classified systems in the federal government. The Defense Health Agency awards a nearly $1 billion contract to build the military's largest overseas hospital. The Rhine Ordnance Barracks Medical Center replacement will be about 1 million square feet and feature nine operating rooms, 120 exam rooms, and 68 beds. It will also have the surge capacity for another 25 beds if needed. The hospital is set for completion in 2027. The Department of Health and Human Services is now taking full ownership of the federal plans to develop, manufacture, and distribute COVID-19 vaccines, a plan previously known as Operation Warp Speed. But the Government Accountability Office says it's unclear whether HHS is ready to lead some efforts that used to be led by the Defense Department. GAO says HHS will need additional contractors to keep up with this work. HHS tells GAO it assessed its workforce before taking over the project at the start of 2022. Agencies will be getting some help to meet the Biden administration's goal of awarding more contracts for American-made products. The White House yesterday launched a new Made in America Interagency Council. The goal of the council is to create a regular forum and community for agencies to collaborate as they work to strengthen the use of federal procurement and federal financial assistance to increase reliance on domestic supply chains and reduce the need for waivers over time. The council will share data that can help promote domestic sourcing and best practices across agencies that are facing similar challenges and opportunities. A public-private group working to solve technology supply chain challenges gets some new blood. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday has more on that. The Small Business Administration is joining the Information and Communications Technology Supply Chain Risk Management Task Force. 
The group now includes more than 30 government representatives, in addition to dozens of industry partners. The task force plans to take a hard look this year at increasingly popular bills of materials. The task force will study the utility of software bills of materials for information and communications technologies, and it's launching a hardware bill of materials working group amid concerns about the availability and security of parts like semiconductors. Justin Doubleday. Federal News Network. A major change is coming to the federal technology leadership ranks. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. Maria wrote the Deputy Federal Chief Information Officer is retiring after almost 41 years in government. Roe will leave federal service on March 31st. Federal CIO Claire Monterana called Roe's role crucial in providing a cross-government view of agency challenges and identifying opportunities to scale secure technology and sound data management practices. Rote has been federal deputy CIO since May 2020. Before coming to OMB, Rote was the CIO at the Small Business Administration for more than three years. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. A new petition looks to have NASA cede some of its land in Greenbelt, Maryland. Supporters are asking the agency to sell 105 acres of forest land it has near Goddard Space Flight Center for no cost to the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service rather than putting it up for public sale later this month. And the Postal Service is making fewer employees deliver mail with their own vehicles. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The Postal Service is saving money by giving government-owned vehicles to some employees who have used their own vehicles on rural routes. But its inspector general says the agency is not yet maximizing its savings under this strategy. The IG says giving government-issued vehicles to some employees on some routes wouldn't be the cheapest option, but USPS management says they'd still go ahead with those plans to maximize safety. USPS in fiscal 2020 paid rural letter carriers $538 million in equipment maintenance allowances. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.